0: So everyone, take just a moment. If you have a Facebook page, think about what you posted there for others to see. I know there's some people that like to hone their debate skills on Facebook, but I imagine most of us probably use social media to share important moments of our lives with our family and our friends. As I think of my own Facebook page, I think of this last weekend my family's first communion experience. And I think of pictures of birthdays and of Christmas. I think of first days of school and soccer goals. Now others may be thinking of baptisms and graduations and others may be thinking of weddings or grandchildren. Social media gives us the ability to share our precious moments with those that we know. That's the problem. Social media captures our precious moments, but it does very little to build true relationships. Another question. Whose Facebook page shows that time we yelled at our kids? Who has shared their most recent fight with their spouse on Facebook? Or what about that gesture we used when the person cut us off in traffic? As smartphones... When smart and tablets become more central to our daily lives. We're becoming more and more the people of moments. So we're created for relationship, not moments. We are created for relationship first with God, then with one another. And relationship is hard. It takes effort, and it takes sacrifice to make it grow. And it's often very messy. For every one of our precious Facebook moments, there's at least one moment that we choose not to share. So imagine for a moment if St. Peter had a Facebook page, what that would look like. We would like the moment when Jesus told Peter that he would be the rock on which the church was built. We might share the photo of Peter walking across the water to our Lord Jesus Christ. And we would like it when Peter shares, where would we go, Lord? You have the words of everlasting life. But what wouldn't we see? Well, we wouldn't see Jesus telling Peter, get behind me, Satan. And we wouldn't see Peter sinking into the waves when his faith falters. And we wouldn't see Peter denying our Lord three times on the evening of his passion. We can also imagine what the Facebook page of Judas Iscariot might look like. We would like the photo of our Lord calling Judas to follow him. We would congratulate Judas when he was entrusted with the money box. And we would encourage Judas when he was sent by our Lord with another of the twelve to cast out unclean spirits. But we wouldn't see Judas taking the money from the money box. We wouldn't see him accepting 30 pieces of silver from the high priest, and we certainly wouldn't see him betraying our Lord with a kiss. At first glance, it may seem that there's a lot of similarities between Peter and Judas, and there are. Both were called by our Lord to a unique ministry in his service. Both were sent by our Lord to cast out unclean spirits. Both of them were sinners who repeatedly failed to follow our Lord Jesus Christ, just like us. There is, however, one all-important difference between Peter and Judas, and that difference is relationship. Yes, Peter was a sinner, but he continually turned back to God to try again after he failed. He had faith in God's mercy And that impelled him to pick himself up and try again. Peter had denied our Lord three times. And today we read that Peter leaped into the water when he heard that it was our Lord who was standing on the shore. Think about it. Peter knew it was Jesus. Peter knew what he had done. But he desired relationship with Jesus so much that he couldn't even wait for that boat to reach shore to jump out and beg for mercy. Our Lord asked Peter, do you love me? And Peter replies, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Our Lord says, feed my lambs. Jesus asked for a second time, Peter, do you love me? And Peter replies, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus says, tend my sheep. Then a third time, Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? And Peter responds, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus instructs Peter, feed my sheep. And then finally, our Lord finishes with the same words that he had said to Peter three years ago on the shore of that same sea. Follow me. That's relationship with God. Now, think about Judas. Just like Peter, Judas turned away from our Lord in sin. And just like Peter... Judas realized what he had done and he felt sorrow for his sins. However, where relationship with God buttressed a faith in God's mercy for Peter, Judas could not move past the moment of his sin and he found it impossible to live with the weight of what he had done. So now think if we had a Catholic Facebook page, what would that look like? Well, each of us are here at Mass this morning, so each of us gets a like for our status update. And there's our child's baptism, so that's liked again. And the church was full for First Communion, so we get another like for that one. Maybe there's our oldest child's confirmation, another like. And now we have our grandchild's church wedding, and we'll get a lot of likes on that one. Our God desires relationship with us. God also desires us to be in relationship with one another. So when we have yelled at our child, we turn back to Jesus and say, you know, I love you. And Jesus responds, feed my lambs. We go back and we try again. And when we fight with our spouse, we turn to Jesus and we say, you know, I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. We go back and we try again. And when we treat others with less dignity than they deserve, we say, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And our Lord tells us, feed my sheep. Follow me. So we go back and we try again. God desires relationship with with us so much that he endured his passion and his death. And that desire for relationship extends beyond our death. Our Lord is risen, that has profound implications for us. So do we engage in Facebook Catholicism with its collection of moments? Or do we envelop ourselves in a relationship with God so that we can have life and have it more abundantly? What happens in between our Catholic Facebook moments? Are we building our relationship with God through regular visits to the Adoration Chapel? Have we turned to God's mercy and reconciliation, much as Peter turned to Jesus for mercy in today's gospel? Have we set aside time in our schedule to serve others in the community? St. Paul tells us that we are the body of Christ. So have we reached out to the person in church that we don't know to start building a relationship? Have we reached out to the family that we do know to grow that relationship? Imagine for a moment a Sunday experience that became something more than a one-hour Facebook moment and grew into a community event centered on our Eucharistic celebration. Imagine a weekly event that starts with Mass, fortifies us, gives us strength to form true connections, connections that will fuel us to go out into the world and feed our Lord's sheep.